my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, one of our newer Patreons, Mr. Stephen Reed. Uh, has actually picked a movie I've never seen. We're going back over 21 years, nearly 22 years. It stars your man crush, Dave, Mark Dacascos. <laughs> what <laughs> Sam- a dreamboat. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> Behan. And it's a French movie, actually, originally. So this is called Brotherhood of the Wolf, Dave. And it's a, a very, very interesting movie. Never heard of it. But, yeah, I, w- I was pleasantly surprised. So have you ever seen this one before, Dave? No, I hadn't. And I think... The trouble is, by, by the early 2000s, I'd kind of dropped off. You know, I was kind of coupled up, Chris, uh, so you have to, like, compromise a little bit on the movies that you watch. So, you know, watching martial arts movies was not uh, high on the agenda in 2001. But, you know, that just means I get to enjoy it this time, all these years later. I mean, fucking hell. It, it, in my head, Chris, it's like 10 years ago, but... <laughs> it's not like it's 20 <laughs> plus years ago, isn't it? It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. But yeah, no, so never actually watched it. And, um, you know, I, I do associate the Cascos more with certainly the the late 80s, early 90s stuff. Obviously, we saw the Double Dragon, didn't we? And uh, yeah, I, I think this one, a uh, little bit different. And, you know, slightly problematic, Chris. You know, they've got the Cascos. He's from fucking Hawaii, but it's like, oh, yeah, but he's not white, though, is he? Let, let's have him as the uh, Native American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure he'd get cast in that role today, but uh, I, I did sort of think, oh, oh, that's not good. But, um, oh. but, yeah, no, so I was really looking forward to this. I mean, to be honest, though, wasn't massively uh, delighted. It's another foreign language film, unless you watch the dubbed version. But I watched the French version, and uh, you know, with the subtitles on and stuff. But so it just means you you're not looking at all the visuals and stuff all the time. Or maybe, you know, maybe some people can do that. Always looking up and down, up and down at the dialogue and stuff. But no, I tell you what, though, Chris, I it did after a while. You know, because you'd have done a little bit of French at school and stuff. You do start to get into it, don't you? You start to get into the language and, and sort of it it, uh, it all comes back to you. It's like, je ne comprends pas, uh, Jean-Pierre Papin. You know? <laughs> striker, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. So, no, yeah, I quite enjoyed it, but it did strike me. It was like, oh, yeah, it just happens to be another French film. Great play review. I had actually had one of them fake Marseille shirts used to get embedded on for about 2,000 per se. It's Dave Jean-Pierre Papin. What a player he was. I got, uh, I had a Marseille one 
I think it was from St. John's Market in, in Liverpool, the you know, dodgy fucking thing. Had, <laughs> with this, it was white with the three stripes. And then I, I think that I was had hired, an, yeah. Yeah, I had an and fucking hell. <laughs> I had an Andalex one as well, like purple <laughs> one. We used to wear that fucking years. Oh, those were the days, Chris. <laughs> they were the ones, Dave. So, so for me, personally, I've never seen, never heard of it. Um, I, you know what, Dave? I'll be honest. Because of the name, I'm thinking, oh, this is a fucking horror movie. What the hell am I walking into? And I didn't even research it or anything. I thought, I've got to go into this completely uh, blind. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting uh, choice, to be honest. And something that I think, you know, 21 years, uh, I just we need to get into review on this, really. But, but yeah, I think, it, I think it's, uh, it still doesn't really show its age even now. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to say too much, Dave, but they. Well, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. It was at the dawn of the Age of Reason that first appeared the beast upon the county of Javoudan. Possessed with enormous strength, it would strike without warning and disappear without a trace. When all hope seemed lost. The king sent two men. Determined to unravel the mystery. What they uncovered was a world of deception. And a struggle for power. That was far more dangerous than anything they could have imagined. Pictures and Studio Canal proudly present to American audiences the French motion picture sensation Brotherhood of the Wolf. During the French Revolution, Marquis d'Acher writes his memoirs in his castle. He recounts. <laughs> <laughs> It's super northern then. For I don't really know why. <laughs> right, so in his castle. In his castle. I like that he said dash yeah. Hold it in then. Oh my word. He recounts to 1764 when a mysterious beast terrorized the province of Gav. Fucking. <laughs> Of some, well. some fucking place in France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, it, it links to something. Gavudan, maybe. Yeah. Jevudan, do you reckon? J- yeah, because the E. Jevodan. Gregor de Fronsac. And I hate French as well. Jevudan, let's go with that. 
He recounts to 1764 when a mysterious beast terrorized the province of Jevoudan. Now, Chris, I'm not fucking reading anymore. <laughs> what, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? How many takes is that thing? <laughs> stick them at the end. <laughs> so, so I'll be honest with you, Dave. I, I came into this thinking, oh my God, as I said before the trailer, fucking this is going to be an absolute slog for me. I am going to hate this. It's going to be some like cloak and dagger thing. Do we see the beast? Do we not see the beast? However, we get straight down to pretty much action. We get martial arts. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. This is looking fucking promising. It's like we, we've got uh, the cast cross is there and he ends up sort of, you know, there's a bit of to and fro in and the, the main protagonist guy does look like Triple H, the wrestler, but with his long hair. But he, but yeah. he gets down to it and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. We've got fucking martial arts here. Oh, mm. and, and it made me like, put my phone down and go, I need to make notes. So the setting is something I would not be into at all, Dave. But for some reason, this film um, has got a charm to it. It's like two and a half hours long. It's got the martial arts. It's got your man crush, Dave. Completely understand why he's your man crush, Dave. He has got some <laughs> moves, that guy, definitely. I mean, you know, with Double Dragon, it was an absolute farce of a movie. But no, yeah. I really, I've, I actually enjoyed this and I didn't think I would. I, I did not think I would. I know... Reading some of the things, you know, this is actually loosely based on a true story as well, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And he, I was... he's bullsh- Honestly, it's supposed to be loosely based on a true story. And Henson animatronics, and that did some of the special effects as well, Dave. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very surprised. I think it starts really strong. Obviously, depending which version you want to watch, um, you know, you've got the dub version, you've got the subtitles version. It, like I say, subtitles are not my thing. I really, really struggle. I said that on the, on the other episode. It, it, I really, really struggle with subtitles because I, I find myself taking myself out of it. And then because I have an understanding of the language, and then trying, like you said, slightly, if it's Spanish, I'm really all in trying to work out and decipher what they're saying without trying to understand what they're saying without reading it. And it takes me away from what's actually going on in the movie. But I actually watched the dub version day, so I was quite uh, impressed with it, to be honest. So, yeah, I've... I've Genuinely surprised, and Stevens picked a bit of a uh, a great film. If I'm being honest, mm. well, since you've shown your cards a little bit, I'll show mine. I actually think this is a bit of a gem. I mean, yeah. uh, this yeah. doesn't really get talked about as uh, you know one of those great movies from, like, say, twenty odd years ago. And yeah, I'm like, bloody hell! I wish I'd have watched this ages ago. Now, there's some of the CGI, you know, later on that gets a bit. You know, it's it's just of its time, isn't it? But apart from that, the setting and everything, the the costumes, it's fantastic. And when there's a couple of things that for me happen of of note quite early on. One is the fight. You know, you get in these hoodlums chasing this old fella and the, this woman, who, and obviously, you know, we we see who he is later on. But uh, the Cascos turns up, doesn't he, with his mate there, and he just takes some fucking names. And what I found interesting, he can do all the, the fancy high kicks and everything, but in this, he changed it. He used front kicks quite a lot. It was more of like a, a visceral, powerful style that he was kind of adopting in this one and uh yeah so i mean which 
makes sense. You know, he's got all the gear on, hasn't he? You know, he's yeah. fucking pissing it down with rain. Um, and it just seemed to fit with it really well. And I just thought some of the the fight choreography was quite good. It, it, the the camera camera editing it was changing quite a lot, which which I don't really like. I like to see a bit of a, a longer um run when you've got fight scenes like this but i thought it was pretty good but also i mean you said with the title you were expecting a horror movie chris i had no fucking idea i see like de cascos you know i'm thinking brotherhood of the wolf that's gotta be some sort of martial arts finding yourself sort of uh movie had no idea (laughs) at all so (laughs) when you have that woman and she's running from something and you don't see what and then she's flailing about. Christ, it, it was like the opening to Jaws, wasn't it? You know, yeah. where you don't, where you see the girl and she goes for a swim and then you don't actually see anything. You just see her like screaming and stuff. I thought it was really kind of brutal, like the way she got topped off there. But when you kind of see the beast later, I'm like, that doesn't really explain. Like the way she was getting thrown about there, it looked kind of supernatural like the way she was being thrown about and stuff. So, but anyway, I, I thought he had the effect. It certainly got my attention. I was like, Oh shit. What the fuck's this? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was all in. Yeah. And me, and you know, it takes a lot for me to be uh, all in or something like this day, but I just think, I think the settings good. And, and you know, there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of not politics, but there's a lot of like conversations going on in there. Mm. And I just think it needs together really well. Like, like you say, some of the CGI is a bit fucking shaky here and there, but I mean, it's 21 years ago, isn't it? So you're not going to get fucking, you know, the Avengers Endgame levels and all that. Yeah. But for, for, for what it is, it's a, a movie that had a budget of 29 million. Mm. It doubled that. Um, it doubled its budget and so it made like 71 million pretty much at the box office. And obviously you've got the VHS sales. Now, I have been reading, Dave, I'm going to sound like a proper aficionado for a change. <laughs> but there's a 4K remastered Blu-ray version. And mm. this year, it's actually, it was actually uh, listed at the Cannes Film Festival as uh, one of the, the movies to sort of uh, look out for again. Right, as, right. It's a classic because apparently it's the sixth biggest grossing French movie of all time, you know, because that's its origins. So, And I can believe that. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's one of those, isn't it, where I think if they had have uh, done it in English – you know, I mean, obviously it's a French film, so they're going to do it in fucking French. But had it been an English film, I think a lot more people would have watched this, you know. I, yeah. I think it's it's obviously done really, really well for being a French film. But one thing I found out, Chris, old de Cascos there got to know French so that he could actually speak it and pass it pass himself off as being French. Now, obviously, he's not trying to carry off an ad hoc conversation. He's just speaking his uh, lines and stuff. But, you know, I thought that was impressive that he, he went to that length, you know, to, to try and make it as authentic as possible. Look, you know what, though, Dave? It, 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 and it's interesting that he wouldn't think he's not French. We know he's not. We know mm. he isn't French, but you wouldn't in, in the scenes that he does. And I think the thing is with that, obviously, we don't know a lot of the other actors and actresses. I mean, Monica Bellucci, isn't it, Dave? Holy no. moly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, you know, she's, I think she's middle 50s now and she's still stunning. I remember she was James Bond, wasn't she? One of them, Dave. She's stunning. Uh, stunning. But but uh, I don't know if it's one of the Daniel Craig ones, actually. I think it might be Casino Royale. It's one of them. I could be wrong, Gabe. I right. know she's in one of them. But, um, but 
In fact, I think it might not be that one. It might be... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's one of the... I think it's the second or third. I have a quantum... Quantum of Solly, so one of them, she's in it anyway. But She's absolutely stunning. Anyway, yeah, let's get back to that. She's stunning. So so I just think as the movie progresses and we get like this thing where they're looking for this beast, aren't they? I mean, I, I must admit, the one bit that made me laugh, Dave, is when, when they try and capture the beast and you've got these wooden things and they've made these like, it's like almost... Trying to think what it's off like a kid's show, isn't it? Like a, a they've made traps, haven't they? Everywhere, these traps <laughs> everywhere, and these other, and the beast is just fucking taking him out in it completely. He's just yeah. destroying because he's not, but they're not believing, are they, that there is actually a beast that, for a while. People are like, yeah, mm. whatever, it's not going to happen. And then obviously, when they see it, I mean, it's interesting because it's say Brother of the Wolf, it doesn't really look like a wolf, it looks like a fucking. Like a, a, a gargoyle, I think it's a lion thing. or something, isn't it? Yeah, underneath. It's, yeah, it's really uh, different to the subject of the of the movie. But I, I think that bit was classic. And obviously, the cascos is there, shirt off. He's got a fucking knife, <laughs> and that's it, Dave. These things like probably the size I don't know, the size of a tiger or something. And he's there just fucking flipping and doing all these moves, and he gets a bit of a shot in on it. Uh, that guy's arm gets taken out, then he, he, he drags the guy's arm and. Got, so I, I just, I genuinely, other than that bit, and it's not, it's not horrendous, but it's of its time. That's the only thing in that, mm. the movie that I would say. If you put that on now, you would think this was made in the last maybe seven, eight years. But, but yeah, then, yeah. They, they don't take you out of it, but they're there front and center. And I think because of the budget, it's very well done how they put this together. Really is, and I like the the Cascos is not supposed to be the main guy, but he is the main guy, isn't he? Everyone for me, he's the main man. If, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I guess you've got this um, Gregory Defonsac, you know, he's supposed yeah. to be the, the main guy, isn't he? He's a naturalist, and I like the fact that he got this. Did you see when he got the furry fish out? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they, were like, they were like, oh, it must be really cold in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You don't have furry fish. But um yeah, he, he just did it as a gag. I guess you have to fucking entertain yourself differently in the 1700s, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got a taxidermist to basically intricately put hairs onto this fish. But um, yeah, he, I mean, we'll speak about that end scene as well because he, he goes all fucking John Matrix, doesn't he? But, but yeah, I, I, I just, you know what, Chris? I'll definitely watch this again. Um, but you know, I, I am drawn to when the Cascos is, is kind of having his fight and, you know, when they put together this ragtag bunch of, of like hunters and common people and whatever, and, you know, there's a bit of a kerfuffle, isn't there with the Cascos and cause he's seen that girl. Like, he's, I'm not sure if he's taking a bit of a shine to her or whatever, but he ends up taking plenty of names there. What I did notice, Chris. There are a lot of fucking big noses in this. <laughs> a lot. Stop it, Dave. Stop it. You even messaged yeah. me now. <laughs> you got any French ancestry? <laughs> you asked me that on WhatsApp, you toss <laughs> I think the, the guy who's playing Jean-Francois, like Vincent Cassel, Crikey, he's got a, a, a hooter there, and then and then Samuel LeBian, Le um, the main guy as well. They there was a, 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 there were a few shots where they were pointing against each other. <laughs> it's just like the 
what is it the the American Eagle from uh <laughs> from the Muppets. Yeah, remember that nose? Never had the party. He had a fucking schnozzle. Oh, my bad, word. Man. That was a cracking nose, wasn't it? There's no need for that, Dave. I feel like it's a fucking personal attack on me. I'm just happy, but, uh, no, but I think you're right. There is these proper, that Gaelic look, you know, that they've all got the French look, haven't they, about them? Mm. And, and, and I think, I think as well, what shocked me in this movie, Dave, was I was shocked that the Cascus gets taken out. Yeah. I, I I thought he was going to be there because it it centered around him and everything. And he ended obviously he's not classed as the main star, but I sort of thought he's genuinely gonna he's gonna have like a play at the end and he doesn't, does he? I know it sets it all up, but yeah, it's really bizarre. Got a bit emotional, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't you know, I knew nothing about this film. So you know, genuinely not spoiled, knew absolutely zero about it. So when he gets fucking killed and you know, it, it sort of gets stretched out and then a little bit later you see that they've been torturing him on this you know, it's like a cross, isn't it? You saw him on um in Game of Thrones with the with the Boltons, where they used to flail people, I think, yeah, or flay yeah. people. Sorry, um, so you know it, they've obviously been torturing him a bit, but yeah, I was like, oh shit, we fucking killed him. So I guess that says something about the kind of roles maybe Dacascos was going for around this time. You know, he, I, I said when we did Double Dragon, I don't understand why he wasn't the leading man in, in so many more films. And, and maybe it was just a timing thing, you know, coming out of the eighties when you've got your big muscly action heroes, you know, and coming into the nineties, you've got more of the kind of diehard Joe Everyman sort of thing. I know, I know diehard was 88, but it sort of changed the landscape a bit going into the nineties, didn't it? So maybe it was that, that, you know, he, cause he wasn't the leading man. It, it was a good, it was a good motivation to like get uh you know that final scene where Gregory is uh you know like say he goes all fucking John Matrix, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit weird to be honest, isn't it? I mean, it it was a bit kick ass, but a bit you know I was like fucking hell, where's this come from? Like suddenly he's this fucking you know absolute maniac who takes out everyone. You know, and because up until that point, the Cascos, so Manny, has been the muscle. And then he gets killed, and Gregory sort of thinks, all right, I'm going to fucking get it on here now. And, you know, he yeah. gets all the, the camouflage on and stuff, and then just fucking takes everyone out. It's like, well... <laughs> We didn't point? see we didn't see fucking any of that leading <laughs> no, up to no. that end bit. There was no clue whatsoever that you were a bit Andy yourself. You yeah. you just seemed to to rely on Manny to to do all the uh you know be your muscle. Yeah, and and, and you're right there, Dave. It, it's very Wilson Fisk in, in its uh, delivery. Yeah, really. You know, yeah. like it's sort of like. You've got all these guys around you, but really, you're the fucking nails one, aren't you? You're absolutely the toughest one of the lot. And it's not like, well, why would you need these people sort of thing? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. It was very bizarre because once Manny came out, we needed a strong character, didn't we? We needed someone mm. to sort of deliver the goods. And and like you say, the fact that he wasn't even showing this through the movie, that that's, <laughs> that is, a, it is quite jarring, that, isn't it? It doesn't... 
ruin it. But it's like, well, Manny's been fucking decimated. Your right-hand man has just gone. Took one for the team. You know what I mean? You've just decided, I'll tell you what, I'll go and do it myself. It was very much mm. Thanos, wasn't it? In fact, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. that. It's Thanos, wasn't it? He was, you know, doing myself you know like, <laughs> not as fucking good but but no i do think i mean it's a bit of a bad scene though dave isn't it because um one of the women gets attacked totally as well which is not fucking nice yeah I, i'm trying to think was that monica bellucci's character i think it was wasn't it, it? well it was yeah yeah sylvia yeah yeah, yeah that's character, i yeah. must admit i mean and, and it was wasn't that so it was jean francois who's basically her brother yeah because she so Sylvia, she seems to be, she's this lady that everyone desires, but she's very, very picky, you know, and uh, Gregory's this kind of, don't, don't they call him a libertine? Yeah, a libertine. Not, yeah, so the libertine comes from the libertine band. Libertine, so. Right, so, but I don't know, what, what does that mean? Is that no, just no. like I just a... Don't, I know it's a French thing. <laughs> oh, Come right, on, right. you You sounded me. fucking knowledgeable then. <laughs> I should have known better, shouldn't I? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's a Libertine, right, right. It's the fucking name of a band. <laughs> it's French, I remember isn't it? me going to have a thing of it. I love the Libertine. did it years ago, so I remember saying yeah, yeah. about where it came from. But anyway, sorry, Dave. I wasn't trying to fucking take the piss, and I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so hold on. A libertine is a person, especially a man, who freely indulges in sensual ple- pleasures without regard to moral principles. That's that what a libertine like is. Sounds like me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but you could say marriage is a moral principle, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? You know. But I guess, I guess in today's terms, Chris, you might just say they're a fuckboy. <laughs> yes, you would, Dave. You would, Dave. Definitely. But, um, there we go. Never knew that. Never no. knew that. I, I remember Pete Doherty saying something about all the French and Napoleon and everything and all that stuff. So um, he's never watched <laughs> this movie, Dave. I tell you what, I I must go back. I, I know I said I will, but you know, I, I feel like I want to watch this again within the next year because there was so much going on. But because there was so much dialogue and so many different characters, it was almost like Game of Thrones level where you got all these different characters and all these conversations and you feel like they're really important, but I'm not picking up 100% of what is going on. So I definitely need to go back because I think, you know, there were things happening that, you know, I just wasn't really picking up, you know, all the different politics that were going on between the different people. But yeah, the the kind of rape scene. I mean, to be fair, they they kind of cut it, so it's not like overly graphic, is it? But in the same respect, I don't I don't feel like it was a hundred percent necessary. Yes. I mean, at the end of it, I mean, she seems to be like just sparked out, isn't she? She's like in a coma or something. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it seemed out of context with the movie, really, didn't it? You know, yeah. but 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 I think as well, Dave. Like, you, look, she's stunning, and and you know, she's a great actress. But but I think for this, what was the point? Like you say, I, I've just said, I'm repeating what I've just said. But it's like, it didn't make anything. It didn't add anything to the movie, no. did it? Really, it wasn't like there was a payoff at the end of the movie towards that. Really, there is a bit, but not. not do you know what I mean? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't 
I don't think there was. I, I no. think, you know, Jean-Francois is a bit of a dick. I mean, straight as soon as you meet him, he just fucking looks like a dick, doesn't he? You yeah. know, and just this pompous prick that, you know, he's part of this whole brotherhood, you know, that they've got this... Um, this beast and they're trying to like keep the king you know they feel like the king's been uh you know ungodly and they're trying to like put the fear of god into people and stuff i i think i think that was the general gist but you know we already know he's a dick we we don't need to make him a rapist as well so yeah, yeah i think slight points down for that i don't think it was necessary maybe it's just maybe they're just trying to make him more of a villain than he already is. Yeah, possibly. And, and you know what, David? I've just picked up on what you said. You know, I never realised. I don't know how I didn't pick up on this. That the actual beast is a lion, isn't it? Yeah. It's just got armour. I completely forgot. I did honestly. I don't even know why I've not picked up on that at all. Because I watched the dub version as well, so maybe I didn't pick up on the dialogue. But um, that's interesting. That yeah, because he trained it, didn't he, and all that, and making mm. some sort of psycho attack. But it didn't really look like a lion, Dave. When it's got no, this no, did it? It, it was weird, wasn't it? But did you notice that, that the trainer was the guy who was getting beaten up? You know, so that very first fight yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's like, it's almost like the Rancor monster uh, trainer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I thought, all right, maybe these guys had a point. <laughs> you know, maybe they were beating him up for a reason. And the cascos has just go in there like, oh, what are you doing? So, uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting twist. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, I think what Stephen's picked here, I'd, I'd love to know his thoughts, how he came across this movie, Dave, um, because it's it's not what I've ever even seen. I mean, we've never seen this on a VHS cover or anything, have we? So, it's not like I've ever seen. It's never going to be on the UK TV at all. So I, I find that really no, no, just just intriguing because we all have these movies, don't we, where we come across them, and then you're like, "Well, how have you watched that movie?" Like some of the Daft Martial Arts ones I've said, and then even some of the ones that we've actually reviewed. I mean, look at that Lou Ferrigno one, Dave. That was just purely oh, me cage. looking for the worst cage, <laughs> worst movies ever, and it was released over it because I do remember the VHS cover. But there's no fucking way that's ever been on UK TV at all. So it's just like they're the sort of gems that I love. But this, I think. You're right what you said at the top of the show. This is a little gem of a movie. And and I, I, anybody watching it, if you're into the martial arts, you're into the lore of this sort of thing and the, the medieval stuff, you know, going back in time a few, few hundred years, then this is, it's just a good movie and it's just a throwaway movie, which is enjoyed. Mm. I just completely enjoyed it. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I really wanted to come in and fucking tear it a new one, Dave, and I just couldn't. <laughs> no, and especially with it being like a period drama kind of thing or a period horror, you know, it's it's really not ticking any of your boxes, is it? But no. I guess it's, it's period horror, bit of martial arts. So maybe that's that's pulled you back in. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than a. I mean, most of the production quality of the martial arts films that we watch, are, are, they're not the highest, are they? You know, as much as we love them, they're, they're not yeah. the highest. Whereas the production quality of this is is really high. But they're still taking the time out to show those good fight scenes as well. So, I, I think that was uh, one of the things that pulled it up. Yeah, I do as well. So, Dave, have you got anything else to say before we get into our scores? No, I think we should get into our final review. Let's go. 
fairly intrigued by this. Like I said, just before we got into this, I was like, oh, this is going to be awful. But as soon as the martial arts hit, I was like, yep, I can forgive it. So really interesting movie, good movie. I think it's well directed, well produced. You know, even with the dialogue and that, it all makes sense. There is a lot of politics in it and there's a couple of unnecessary things. And like I said before, there's a few CGI bits that are a little bit fucking shaky. But overall, dead strong movie. I was just gutted when Mark DeCascos got actually taken out, Dave. So you're going to have to pull Dave out of the bag, some of his classic crappy martial arts movies so we can watch them as well. Because um, I think this guy could be up there. He's never going to be Lauren Avedon, Dave. Let's be fucking sensible <laughs> about this. But he could be a, he could be your fanboy man, as you've said, your man crush from our show. My man crush, so, yeah. So, but... <laughs> Let's let's get a movie in the in the bag, some really silly one that he's done down the line. Because I'd be interested to watch that. Well, well you know, one of your favourites going back in the day was Angel Town, which yes, you made me watch, and it was fucking shit. <laughs> uh, but he was actually just an, an uncredited extra in that one. I found out. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, so at least you have seen something that that he's been in. But no, I'll, I'll at some point. I'll, I'll pick only the strong. That was my introduction to uh, to seeing him, where he's doing all the Brazilian capoeira stuff. So I, I, it'll be interesting for me to go back and see. You know, does that really hold up? Yeah, well, let's do that. And I'm sorry, Dave. I've talked to you about giving me score. Tony, this is Tony Farina's going to be telling me off because we did that one episode, didn't we? Where we didn't ask him score. So I think that me- was. Um, I think that was Dracula, but yeah, I think I think yeah, you went back and did. <laughs> I did uh, over it, didn't I? <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, I, did, I did for you. You did, yeah. I think you did. I think you did, actually. <laughs> but anyway, um, so for me, I'm putting it in the middle, Dave. It's got to be Hill Valley. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Wasn't expecting it. And I'd recommend, if you haven't seen it, guys, it's well worth a watch. I, I don't think uh, there's many people going to come away going, that was terrible. It's just, it's in the middle, but it's a fully enjoyable movie. And I didn't think I'd be saying that at the start. So what about yourself, Dave? Very good. I think for me, this this isn't quite at the level where, like, when I was watching From Dust Till Dawn and just not having a clue, and then halfway through the movie, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is completely not what I was expecting. So it wasn't quite at that level, but it was still nothing like what I just assumed it would be. I just assumed it would be some kind of, uh, you know, standard martial arts flick. But like I say, the production quality, some of the, um, a lot of the interactions that are going on, like I say, I'm sure I've missed out on some of the things that were going on and I want to go back and correct that. I, I was just really surprised by it. So obviously the, the martial arts is good, but I just like the the whole setting. I like the uh, the fact that it is placed in this moment in history. And I like the fact that there is, you know, a bit of, not truth, but there's a bit of legend to it. It's like the French Hound of the Baskervilles sort of thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, you're thinking, well, what the hell was this? You know, you know, where did all these rumors and killings and stuff, what what was it? So, yeah, I'm really, really uh, glad that we watched this one and really appreciate the pick. So I think for me even, I, I probably have it a little bit higher. Now, I'm not going to say it's the highest Pleasantville, but I think it's just a bit more than a Hill Valley for me. So, yeah, just just into Pleasantville. 
I can't argue with that, Dave. I can't argue with that at all. So, Dave, whose pick is it next week, my friend? Well, uh, it was going to be a Patreon pick, <laughs> but it's not got back to me yet. So, Chris, it's your pick. Oh, excellent, Dave. Well, you say it's my pick, Dave. I'm going to pick a movie. We're in the festive period. This is going to be coming out the middle of December. It's actually a movie from 1996. However, I only saw this movie a couple of years ago, and it's ridiculous and sacrilege because it stars Arnie, one of my favourites, Dave, and I'm sure everyone knows what it is now. Uh, it's Arnie trying to find Turbo Man, Dave, and I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is ridiculous. So we always try and pick a couple of movies around this time, don't we, to fit in. I know that at some point we'll have exhausted them all, but we're going to go and watch Jingle All The Way, Dave, and I cannot wait. So here's the trailer, guys. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Rocket Roller jetpack, and the Boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting until the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. Christmas spirit. The last one just left. No. It's two fathers. This is war. One mission. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I'm thinking maybe, though, know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starsky and Hutch. We're late delivery of Turbo Man. That toy works. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it, I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, Tony. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes, but once a year. No! Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. Brilliant that, Dave. I hope you're going to enjoy it, mate, because it's definitely something that is silly and ridiculous, but it just, I've done them Christmas things where you're going around looking for like fucking Buzz Lightyear or whatever, you know, like when they're like, they must have toy. Jordan's not really into stuff like that, but I remember the, the Toy Story stuff. I remember like trying to find a couple of the characters and that around. So uh, it, it did make me chuckle. No, it is good, isn't it? And, and you know how well, certainly in the 80s, uh, you know, Christmas became so commercialized. And yeah, I, I can't believe you've not watched this one. I saw this one as soon as it came out on video. I absolutely loved it. Consumed everything that Arnie was in. And, you know, I loved around this time. He was doing just these silly movies, not where he's like the action heroes doing stuff like this, like twins, you know, just things that you don't 
really expect him to. What was the one where he, he was pregnant as well? Oh my God, with uh, Emma Thompson. Yeah. yeah God. <laughs> I think Danny DeVito's in that one, Dave. That's I think he is as well, isn't he? Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but um, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to going back into this one. Obviously, getting into the Christmas mood. And uh, I, yeah, th- this will be a good one. It, do you have a Christmas movie, Chris, that you, you kind of watch and it, it gets you into the Christmas mood? Um, I'm going to sound like a right cliched fucker, Dave. The first Christmas movie I watch is fucking Hans Gruber falling off a building, Dave. It's got to be <laughs> Die Hard. But I love Home Alone. And I must admit, I love the um, Christmas Chronicle one, the, the first one on Netflix. I thought the second one was a bit weaker with Goldie Hawn, but the one with Kurt Russell, mm. the first one's excellent. So it's usually Home Alone, Die Hard, Home Alone, and then we'll throw some on like what Sam likes as well. But it's it's all the cliched ones, really, I think, that we were. I used to love White Christmas when I was a kid. My old man mm. used to make me watch that, and I actually quite like that with Bing Crosby and that, and Danny Kay. But, yeah, I've watched that for years, Dave. So, yeah, definitely them two for me. Yeah, I mean, Home Alone is such a classic, isn't it? We did that one a couple of years ago. Just the music and everything, I just think it's fantastic. No, but I think Elf is the one for me that when I watch Elf, that's it. I'm calibrated. I'm right. It's Christmas time now, you know? Yeah. But uh, which means I should get fucking uh, shopping, by the way. But <laughs> note to self: <laughs> note to self, Dave. It's going to be this is going to be the first Christmas in the UK where nobody's got any fucking lights up because of the price of electricity. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. I used to have one on the outside, and Sam's like, "We're not fucking putting them on the outside." You know, and I was like, "I think you're right, actually." So I don't yeah. think I'm going to be putting them up this year because I, I love. I put the Christmas tree up well early, Dave. I'd have it up now if I had fucking if I was allowed to. Sam hates me, <laughs> and I put it up on purpose when she's at work, and I do the tree. And she always comes in and slates the tree, and it never looks any different when when she touches it from when I've done it. But she has to fucking mess with it. So I usually put it up, and as soon as she walks through the door, I put Mariah Carey on all the time. Full blast, nice. Dave. Oh no, Dave, it's not nice, Dave. It's not nice at all. It is for me. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of. I talk sometimes on air about, you know, working at blockbusters and stuff, but I must admit, fucking when you were working in the video shop and it was Christmas, that that was painful, to be honest. <laughs> because you've got all the fucking Christmas songs and, you know, all the adverts and everything just repeating with the Christmas stuff So from November. So, yeah, it just reminded me of that there with Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, unbelievable. So, Dave, what are you going to take us out with today? Uh, have you done the roll call of honour? <laughs> Fuck. Right, anyway, <laughs> so massive thank you to everyone, as always, for supporting the podcast. We do appreciate it. Please get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. If you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media at VHS Strikes Back. So, as David alluded to, the roll call of honour is Mr. Tony Farina, John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jack, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent Gustafson, Heath, Matt, Paul, Alec, Timothy, Susan, Justin, Dan, Trent, Stephen. Thank you for today's pick, Stephen, and Mr. Dylan B. Cross. So thank you so much, guys. It's so, so uh, humbling to support. We said this on our reality podcast just recently. Unbelievable that people support us uh, in such a great way, and we do appreciate everyone who loves the podcast. So thank you. Awesome, Chris. So how are you going to take us out? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dave... (laughs)
I wasn't looking on IMDb as you were fucking talking, but I thought this was quite a good one. And I, and I think this sums up how I feel about you stitching me up, Dave. And it's it's a quote from the movie. And it's probably a pretty, probably a bad one, actually. But the character simply says, if I had both my hands, I'd applaud you. So, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's night. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid fool. You're crazy. I ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six months. Come on.